Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Teach, Sleep, Repeat. My name is Dylan. And my name is Hayden. And we are separate places. We are not together. We are apart. Hayden, my heart grows fonder. I don't know how I cope without you here. No, I'm joking. It's nicer actually. You can breathe in this room oh. without you sat next to me. Mm. Um, hello, mate. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Um, you've disturbed me from a beautiful cuddle with my daughter, but the podcast is apparently more important. So yep. cheers, mate. Yep. Correct, it is. And all them customers out there can't be let down by you wanting to be a good dad. Oh, I want to hug my <laughs> oh. daughter. <laughs> Some of the older um, listeners might be like, hey, you know, get back to work. You've had your two weeks off. I know, honestly. You've had paternity. Paternity is designed to be more than enough time for a man to sort out what they need to sort out. And uh, mm. it's just down to our partners now, right? My favorite bit is is when um, they can't do anything for like six weeks. They're not even allowed to drive, but we have to go back to work within yeah, two. So they're just, they're just four weeks where it's like, oh, yeah. hope nothing happens. As time, you time can't goes, drive. It's true. But as time goes on, uh, you know, beforehand, I was very idealistic and I still agree. It's much, much harder for the woman. But I, I don't think I realized how hard it is for us. Like, it is actually really tricky trying to. <laughs> work and do stuff it is though yeah, it's just fun. it's just so funny hearing a man put it back to but it is just it's just tougher it's <laughs> no. just tougher for us you know that's not what i'm saying <laughs> what i'm saying is i think i underestimated how hard it would still be yeah i get what you're saying i, I just want to take the mic <laughs> it's, it's funny it's right. paint, i just to try and paint you as this is like i just wanted you like... to crack and admit that you were taking the mic and now i'm happy that's all that <laughs> yeah no i agree though anyway fun. Anyway, anyway, stop talking now, please. Thank you. Um, we've got a guest, as you know, uh, you've probably seen the, well, probably, you've definitely seen the title of this episode. So we do have a guest coming up. But before we get into that, Hayden, we are just going to very quickly catch up with each other. How was your week, pal? Well, it's, it's what, my first week back at school. Full week. And for a full week, I mean three days. <laughs> but I tell you <laughs> what. That in again. By the yeah. way, everyone, full week is three I days. Just don't, I don't want to ever give the illusion where someone's like, he hasn't done a full week. So just yeah, okay, we you know, we do three days at school. But it was a nice three days because it was the last week of term, so I had a nice had a nice time. I was able to get get home at reasonable times every single day because every single day there was at least something happening which just took away a bit of marking. And uh, we had a nice week. But it was lovely. I nice like to see the kids. They were really happy. Uh I quite enjoyed being there. I did want to be at home, but I did enjoy being there as well. It's a weird feeling. I don't know about you. you prefer, like you prefer work to your daughter. Oh no, no, Dylan, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but I know you when, when you got back to work, you were like itching to go home every day. Is that still straight back okay? into the grind? You kind of had a different experience, I suppose, where we've been doing festive things. Yeah, exactly. And now we're now we're on Christmas break, so I can't really complain. Um but other than that, lots of uh, lots of pooing, lots of peeing. Yeah. It's all the same stuff really with a new one. Yeah, from her as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one funny story. Gave her a bath today. Mm. Oh, yep. Uh, so put her in the bath. She'd just done a poo. So we're like, here we go. Clever parents, eh? Yeah, put, put her in the bath. And she was smiling at us. And we nearly cried with happiness, right? Because she's nearly four weeks old. And we were like, oh my God, she's like starting to smile really early. This is so sweet. <laughs> and she wasn't screaming in the bath. Like last time she screamed. And uh, we were like, oh man, this is so cute. And we're looking at each other like, oh, our little baby. Like she's so sweet. And then she just sharted. And, but it was like a proper like ripple through the bath. Just every, just completely ruined the bath. <laughs> uh, had to take her out clean her up make a new bath uh, yeah so that was quite funny if if there's a smile pre-six weeks do not fall into the trap okay do not do it you know what they say they don't smile before christmas right <laughs> something, like that. something like that i'm not sure <laughs> yeah anyway that's it nothing interesting you yeah uh, not much really we were, well, i was also in school um just going through that slog but that's not really news anymore that's just my life now back to work yeah. Um, there was one thing came in a post today. I thought it was quite interesting. A little something. Uh, if you're watching, you'll be able to see it right here. Oh. Uh, a little mug. It says Steph's Pat Lunch on it. Anyone who doesn't know, Steph's Pat Lunch is a TV show daily. And oh. the reason I got one of them is because I won the weekly challenge on the television the other day. Nice. You haven't actually told me anything about it, so please do. No. I was kind of hoping just to go under the radar a bit because it's the kind of thing. It goes out at like 2 p.m. on a weekday. And I was like, this is cool because... I can just go on. It's on Zoom. So I just sat in my own house. Could just go on, do it, and then no one will know anything about it. Mm. See how it goes. Uh, went on, immediately had like three messages on my phone. Were you on telly? Were you on the TV? Oh, really? um, were you on telly? Someone's messaged me saying your brother was on telly. And I was like, what? who's watching Steph's Pat Lunch? Like, I'm sure it's a great show. But <laughs> oh, so it's already aired then? That? It's already 
been and done that aired already yeah it was live it was live i oh. went live on te- television doing a zoom call and it was just a very basic quiz show where you're given two pictures and you have to work out what it is for example it would give you a milkshake and a spear and it would mm. say who is this playwright and it would be shakespeare oh, um, so the, the the gist of it was you one person each day monday tuesday wednesday thursday the top two people who get the most in a minute go to the grand final in the studio on friday mm-hmm. so for a prize i was thursday Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all got five in 60 seconds. I got eight, so I won the week. And they're like, well done, you won yourself one of these mugs. That's lovely. By the way, can you come to the studio tomorrow? It's in Leeds. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> Not only was my cousin down visiting, uh, obviously we've got Rory now. I applied for this a while ago. I didn't quite really take into account how far away Leeds was. And I just had to be like, ah, no. For context, we live in Southeast Kent. So right (laughs) at the bottom of the country. It was a five hour drive. And on the phone on Thursday, she was basically like, we can get you a train right now up to Leeds. And I was like, hmm, what? Like my cousin's down visiting. Rory's like, I can't just leave Rory at the drop of a I love the idea of her being on loudspeaker and you just turn around and Lauren is just looking at you with with Rory like, (laughs) no, (laughs) no, you are not going to leave. As always, as always, Lauren was very like, oh, it's fine. And I was like, no, it's not. This is not fine. Of course I'm not going. Um, So obviously I didn't go, uh, but I did get what I came for, which was Steph's Pat Lunch mug. So winner, winner, chicken dinner. Nice. I got one of them as well, actually. Oh, okay. Well, that's immediately going in the bin. Yeah, um, you can go on the show. Just anyway, on. Hayden, we've got Martin Malone coming on. <laughs> Teachers PT. Yes. Uh, if you haven't heard or seen him before, uh, guys listening now, then do check out down in the description because we've linked to his Instagram. It's really interesting. Um, he is obviously a personal trainer. His background is that he worked in a primary school for about a decade. And now he's become a personal trainer to teachers. He's really passionate about well-being and fitness. And we've we've uh, we've had the chat with him. Um, and and it went really well. Hayden, what what were you looking to get out of it? Because we we got we learned a lot. I think. I mean, I was I was coming from a very selfish angle. Not going to lie, Dylan. I just wanted to get some tips for me. But I'm hoping that I can relate to you know a lot of you guys out there as well. You you, you get ten years in teaching, your 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 health goes down the drain a bit, especially if you've had kids or whatever. You know, you just you stop looking after yourself as much. So I just wanted to get some little little pointers really from him um, to get started with because I'm very all or nothing. And I find it hard to, find, to you know, get that middle ground where it's like, well, just do this one thing and that might actually help. Um, and I think he did that. I feel like I've finished the conversation and I was like, do you know what? Actually, I reckon I can start looking after myself a bit better. So hopefully you guys will um, experience that as well when you listen through the conversation. And yeah, we'd like to hear your thoughts as well. Like, what are you going to do? Um, if anything, maybe you're already, you're just super fit already. And you're like, that's fine. I'll just, just get some more tips, you know, compare it with my fitness routine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there's no such thing as a fitness routine over here <laughs> a what exist. a what now sorry Fit- what fitness what is this one <laughs> the fitness monster no i've never heard of her um <laughs> before we lose our mind Hayden, shall we just wrap up this introduction and get talking to martin guys thank you for clicking on thank you for listening and i enjoyed i was going to say goodbye <laughs> and the do the jingle <laughs> Okay, guys, we're here with Martin, Teachers PT. We are so excited, Martin. If you wouldn't mind just introducing yourself, your background and what it is you offer, that'd be great. Hey, yeah, yeah. So, as I said, I'm Martin, Teachers PT. And kind of, I guess how it all come about was almost by accident me becoming the Teachers PT. So I was a primary school teacher for like a decade. And about two years in, I kind of noticed that I'd put on a lot of weight, mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. lot, a lot of weight. And I just remember thinking like, this is two years in, like what's like going to be like? <laughs> so I thought, can't, can't do this, can't do this at all. So I, I thought, well, I'm going to have to sort it out. So I got my own like fitness coach. I was like, I'm still living at home. I was like, going to invest in this and just got him to teach me it all. And it really annoyed me how easy it was. <laughs> like, like, good. and that's not me saying like, oh, I was such a natural at it. Like, I was never really a natural with sports. I've got no hand-eye coordination or anything like that. It was just, it's so simple. Mm. It's just, it's almost one of those things though, that online, I think it's so simple that everyone tries to have their own spin on it and all the spins just mesh together and doesn't work. A little bit like teaching. 
You get a load of people at the very top who hardly taught or never taught at all. And they make all the rules because they were kind of in the classroom for like as a kid. Like they, they, they saw teachers and it, it, and I was like, oh, so fitness wise, I was like, oh, this is really simple. Mm. Then I wanted to kind of expand my knowledge on it a bit more. So I did the personal tech training qualification, needed guinea pigs for that. So I had a couple of mates and a couple of people that I knew from schools doing it. They got really good results. Then their mates asked help them and then all of a sudden I had like this little side hustle yeah and kind of I was like oh yeah. do I take the leap what should I do and I remember my mom saying listen if you want to go take the leap go for it like you can be a supply teacher if it all bombs you be a supply teacher you've still got a steady wage coming in and then you just get a job later on and I was like yeah go for it so I Handed my notice in and finished at Christmas. Ooh. Finished at Christmas. January started to pick up. And then with like little bit of supply going on in the background, February was when COVID was announced. Wow. <laughs> all, go, all, all schools shut. So the gym I was working in. Bringing that and, supply. To them. <laughs> and the supply all gone. And I was like, oh, great. That's good. And then I kind of threw myself into more online. And yep. that's where it kind of, you know, it become working with teachers. Because to me, no one knows how tough teaching is till they've done it. And the biggest wake up call for me with that was the like three weeks I spent on the gym floor when another, like I was up to about 40 hours a week, working 40 hours a week, do training with people. And this other PT comes to me and he said, oh, I don't know how you do it. And I was like, do what? He was like, 40 hours is just, <laughs> it's so, it's so many. Like I do 25 and I'm done. And I oh, thought, wow. this is a holiday. I was I was walking out like, oh, it's six o'clock and I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've not any marking to do. Yeah. Uh, so I was just like, oh, and it just kind of grew from there. And and I think the the people I've worked with and everything like that, the response and everything's been really good. Cause it's it's what I was saying at the start. It's it's it is really simple. But you have to navigate it around a complicated life. And I did that for 10 years myself. Yeah. yeah. So I knew I'd say 80% of the problems. And then I spent the last four years working with like hundreds of teachers where I've tackled 99% of the other problems now as well. Because it, it, it is that balance. And, yeah. and, and that to me is kind of what I do. You know, I work with people one-to-one giving them support and structure that they need to fit it around their life because yeah, it's, it's music to my ears hearing you say at the beginning of this conversation it was just easy you know yeah in my in my head it's the hardest task ever uh, yeah. and, I, and i was really looking forward to chatting to you today because i am at that point that maybe you were you know you got there two years in i let yeah. it fester for another sort of six seven <laughs> eight years before i'm like i really should sort this out sat here sucking my stomach in like yeah uh-huh but knowing that it's easy like by the end of this podcast episode hopefully myself <laughs> in a selfish way and our listeners can have a couple of things uh where they go away and think oh actually maybe i should try and tackle this and you know that's kind of our goal i guess and my goal that's it yeah i think as i say uh, that's the biggest message i'd give to anyone that it is easy well do you know what i probably i probably changed that i wouldn't say it's easy it's simple mm, yeah, and yeah. that's where the problem is and i think because there's so much misinformation out there, mm. people don't want to commit properly. And then, like, you've struggled with someone for ages. You get told that here's this really simple way to do it. Yeah. But you don't want to commit to it because you don't want to put in that effort that that simple one does. Yeah. Especially when you're teaching because yeah. you, mm. get, you give up so much of your life already. Do you really want to give up more of it? to not have any results. Yeah. And it's it's that thing, but you start seeing them and then that confidence just grows and builds and and, and that's where it snowballs. 
right, so I've seen, um, so I was looking on your, your Instagram and um, I was looking for all of the results and they're really cool to look at because you get to see the before yeah. and after. You know, I don't know how long those time periods are, but they look really good. Me and Lauren were looking through them and she was like, yeah, let's, you know, let's get chatting. <laughs> and um, I guess my, the first thing that popped into my head when I was looking at, at that though, is what is the biggest barrier? Because you will have seen this now working with teachers time and time again. What is that massive barrier that stops us doing it? Yeah, that, the, it's going to sound stupid. The biggest barrier is school. <laughs> like, like, and I think that actually showed with the number of teachers who got fit and healthy during lockdown. Like, I know schools yeah. were still open, but it was a, it seemed for 90% a lot more of a balanced lifestyle. Mm. And just naturally, they just leaned into like, oh, well, I'm going to go on more walks or I'm going to do more hit classes or I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I'm going to start cooking more from scratch. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest one for me. It's 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 working on that balance with school mm. and treating it a little bit like weight loss. Like I know everyone would love to lose, like if you've got, two stones to lose to lose it in a week and you'd feel great, mm-hmm. but it's not going to happen. You're probably going to lose a pound or two a week. And to me, that's what like school balance should be as well. Whenever I'm chatting with anyone, talking with someone, average teacher's probably doing about 60, 70 hours. Mm-hmm. You aren't going to go from 60, 70 hours to 40 hours overnight. No. Or you can get from 70 hours to 68 to 66, yeah. 64. Mm. And after a whole school year doing it, you're down from 70 to 58 hours. But then the next year you do it again. And then you're at like, what, 44? Like 46, 44. And, and it's just slowly bringing that balance there to bring everything else in. Yeah, yeah. So do you, do you get quite involved with that then? Like, do you see your role as very much, not just saying, you know, here are some things you can do to be fit, but actually yeah. let's work together mm. on sorting out your work-life balance? Like, do you get quite heavily involved with that or do you- That's that's the big one to me. So like everyone that works with me will have a check-in and it'll be a a quite simple check-in. I always do it of like, it's literally on WhatsApp and it's literally like, how's your week going? Mm. Because could you, the amount of data that teachers have to do, could you imagine like, you know, you just sign up with me and I'm like, right, every week, here's this Excel formula. (laughs) <laughs> I want you to write down every calorie, every protein, mm. every step, every liter of water that you have and put it in this. You do for a week. Yeah. Wherever they listen, we've got a food structure in place so you know what to eat without thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you use a day where you're getting a bit bored of it, you're going to have to track properly on that day. At the end of the week, how'd you get on? Do you stick to it? Yeah, I stuck to it. Or oh, I did, but you know, there was a couple of nights when I had a couple of chocolate bars. Okay, that's about 200 calories. Why do you think you were having them? You know, chatting through that way. And then every half term, we're jumping on a call and just chatting. And that's the biggest one for me. It's, it's great when teachers lose weight, but it's, 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 I love it more when they're challenging stuff, when they're saying now. Like, I had a girl who worked with me where their reports were like, four sides of A4 <laughs> yeah, and did yeah. done them for years. And I was like, why, why, why did you do that? And she was like, I don't know. They've just always done it. <laughs> and I said, I've spoke to loads of schools doing this and you've got the most intense ones. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, do we? And then she spoke to the head and the head was like, oh, maybe we can kind of change it up. And two years later, mm-hmm. their reports were one A4 sheet. Do you know, exactly. like, all of a sudden, that's two weeks of work just gone. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a huge, it's a huge part of some, you know, why we do this podcast as well. And this is, I think, what resonated when we saw your content online because it is a really holistic picture that you put across in terms yeah. of the health of the teacher. Because there is this balance, uh, and it's a lot more recently. There's been more of a kind of magnifying glass on mental well-being as well. Yeah, and this kind of balance between. As a teacher, and I think as a professional, I think there'll be, I've got friends who listen to the podcast who work in, you know, in, in offices in London and, and work in different aspects, which are just as stressful. And I think it's really easy to get caught into that rut of being mental well-being, not being kind of given the light it deserves, which means you're never, ever going to be able then to focus on your physical well-being. Like how intertwined do you think they are? I, I think, I think you can't do one without the other. 
I think you can, but it caused more. It would cause more damage than good. Mm. Like I've worked with people who their outlet is the gym, yeah. and they go for like two hours a night, and they'll mm. spend an hour running on the treadmill, and it's like no, like you're just avoiding a problem. You're right. You're you're not fit. You're not healthy. You're just going to the gym and killing yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or if you're if you're really good at sticking to your diet, but like Ofsted come in mm. and I go, oh, how'd you get on? And you're like, yeah, stuck to all my meals, like didn't waver, they're gone. Now I'm just going to go, it'd be like, right, like you're masking this rather than doing it. It's like mm. if you're coming up to Christmas at the minute, yeah. I don't know whether you released this before or after Christmas, but no, right it'll now be before, it's, before it is coming up before it's a Christmas. And to me, like you should be able to enjoy those treats yeah. without going overboard. And it's yeah. not that thing of like, you know, where people go, Oh, you can count this chocolate and you can have this. Mm. To me, you're in a great place when there's a tub of sweets or there's a load of cake there, and you can see it and go, Oh, I wouldn't mind some of that. And you have some of it and go, oh, I'm done. (laughs) Rather than, right, this is the last time I'm ever going to have these. So I'll eat them all. (laughs) Then that's it done. And then the next day, (laughs) you buy another one. I'm going to give you you a scenario right now because you just described me. So (laughs) on your new project, okay, in this scenario, (laughs) what do you do? Because I've... I think Dylan's a bit like this as well, right? I'm very, very, very all or nothing. I don't know if I represent many people. I don't know if a lot of people are like this. I think it's a super teacher thing, all or nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All or nothing. It's all the time. Everything in my life is all or nothing. So I'm either absolutely smashing a diet and I'm doing it completely, right? But I hate it because I love eating. I love eating chocolate. That's my (laughs) my pet. That's my terrible thing. And I find that every single time I do a diet, whether it's I've tried different things, I fail within about two months, two, three months, right? Because one day I'll slip. And then because I've slipped, it's like, well, now that I've slipped, I might as well not do the diet at all. And because I'm not doing it, I'll eat the whole box of heroes rather than one. Like, how do you tackle people like that? Because we're stubborn, right? Basically, what's your approach? To me, I think it's like, it's never going to be solved like overnight, but it's bringing in things slowly. So, I think one of the best things people can do in that situation is track calories first without being on a diet. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so literally just like start tracking. Yeah. You know, just don't worry about how much you're eating. Just give yourself, I don't know, a limit of like three, three and a half thousand calories a day. And what you'll find is most days that you'll probably stop when you're full most days. And you might have the mm-hmm. odd day where you'll go up and up. Mm. And it's just almost healing that relationship with food in that sense of knowing that a couple of chocolates here aren't going to do any damage and and really kind of building that way. Mm. And then with that, kind of starting to ask yourself questions and none of the questions should be to stop yourself from having stuff, but almost to take yourself out the moment. So like asking yourself, Mm. why, why am I having this chocolate bar? Am I having it because I'm hungry? Or am I having it because I've just had an email off a parent and now I'm stressed? Yeah. Just you know, it now. I remember a, a girl I was working with and, and we'd, we'd had a couple of chats and stuff like that. And she sent me a message and I was buzzing with it because she said she, the head come to her and was like, right, we've got no one to do this project and there's no extra time to do it, but you need to get it done. Mm. And she was really annoyed by it, but she was just a yes person. So she said, yeah, okay, I'll do it. And she went to her room. She got out the biscuit tin. And she would normally, she said, normally she just nail biscuits till yeah. they were yeah. gone. And then she'd feel lousy still. Yeah. But she sat there and she just thought, why am I having these biscuits? And she thought, well, I'm having these biscuits because I didn't say to the head what I wanted to say. So now I'm upset. And these are going to cheer me up. And then she said, and then I thought, well, will they cheer me up? Yeah, she was like, exactly. No. She was like, well, what will cheer me up? So then she got up and she went back to the head and was like, no, I'm not doing this. 
And that to me was that big thing. She was like, what's the worst mm. thing that can happen? Like, I'm mm. already upset. I'm going to be stuck doing something that I don't want to do. Like, killing my weekend this weekend. And the head kind of listened to her and was mm. like, do you know what? You're right. You can have <laughs> a full day's PPA to get it all done. And she yeah. was like, okay, pay that. But then and- what you've just said there is, is, it is so common. I think, to, like get into the root cause of why you're doing it yeah. very rarely is anyone gorging because i know hey i'm talking to hayden and i here we're the same thing we'll sit and gorge because a we just are bored yeah or b because we're masking something like you said and if, what's going to actually solve that problem it's never ever eating the whole bar of chocolate never ever yeah. have i eaten a whole bar of chocolate i'm going do you know what i feel fantastic man. <laughs> <laughs> never ever happened so what you're saying i think leads into that kind of well-being of teachers because yeah. unless you're going to change your attitude in school that cycle is always going to continue because yeah. what you said there that, that person broke that cycle which in turn not only saved their workload that weekend but broke the cycle of the diet as well yeah and that's it and anatomy is where they're super super linked like that all or nothing yeah it generally comes because you start telling yourself like oh i have to do it this way i have to do it this way i have to do it this way We're learning like, you know, 200 calories for a chocolate bar is nothing. And and that's why I think the first thing I said as well, the more you track it, tracking your food without dying, give yourself a really big limit. You just start seeing food for what it is. And you're like, oh, okay, that's not that bad. Because the the best way to get in shape is to have all that stuff in your diet, to have that bit of balance. And you start to realize that like, it's, it's not the chocolate bar that does it it's those big long things where you fall into those bad routines of ordering the takeaways like yeah your average takeaway is like three four thousand calories and and, you know people will nail that in one sitting and there's nothing wrong (laughs) with having one but when you have one on a tuesday night because you're tired yeah that's when it comes to problem and that's Mm. the cut you cut out by just having that little bit of full process with it. I think you're absolutely, you've nailed that because I definitely experience that all the time. And yeah. we've just, we've both just had babies, right? And and I remember on the lead up to this being like, this is gonna be my catalyst to sort myself out. And here I am bigger than ever, right? Because I'm just more sort of exhausted and knackered than ever. And I find my biggest barrier is, is that routine. It's like that ability to maybe think a little bit ahead as well. And it, it will get to dinner time and it's like, well, I haven't thought about it until now. And now it's too late really to sort this out or just get a takeaway. Or like this morning, <laughs> you're gonna, I'm going to embarrass myself here, right? <laughs> this morning I got up and and I was like, well, I need to eat something. Uh, but I haven't really got time. We had a, we had a meeting early, you know, earlier on. I was like, I'll go eat something. Didn't have anything sorted for breakfast. So I had a packet of crisps and I had the rest of a Milky, Milky Way Christmas bunny that was in the fridge. And I, yeah. I ate it and I thought, <laughs> what is wrong with me? What, I, like, I loved it. But, but I hated myself because I was like, what is wrong with me? Why? No, is is routine, do you think, one of like the biggest barriers for teachers? Just yeah, I, I think I, it always makes me laugh with routine because realistically, teachers should be the best at it. Yeah. Because that's that's like, what, <laughs> half the job? Yeah. But it's like, because it's so much in school, you're like, oh, I don't want to do it at home. Yeah. yeah. And to me, that's the big thing. Like, routine's massive for for just getting in shape. The more routine, the more structure you have, the easier it all becomes because I, and everyone I work with, I was talking to them about like, right, 10 minutes on a Saturday or Sunday, sit down and just think, what food am I going to eat this week? What days have I got free to go to the gym or to go on a walk? What do my school days actually look like? Because mm. there's no point in... Every Monday, you say, right, every Monday, I'm going to go to the gym straight after school. But yep. you have mm. staff meeting, which goes on, which is, well, say it's meant to go on till half four, but it always goes on till half five. <laughs> then, like, then that eating, then you're in the rush hour traffic. You're not getting home till, like, seven. And then you go, oh, I can't be bothered. And then it spirals. Where have you looked at that before? And I think, well, there is no way, like, Mondays are ever going to work. Yeah. Tuesdays though, I have my PPA. I'm out the door by half three straight away. Mm. That's a great day for me to go. And it's that it's those little things with that planning 
which I think make it so easy. And and even when it comes to food, I am a very big advocate for anyone I work with and for everyone that even though it's nice to have variety, we all pretty much stick to the same meals. We do. So like breakfast and lunch, I would rather have the same thing Monday to Friday so that I can get it ready on autopilot. And that was especially when I worked in schools. It's so true. Like I used to have chicken, sweet potato and veg every single day. I did for like five, six years. And it was literally because still living at home, I'd come in, I'd put the chicken and sweet potato in the oven with some frozen veg on top put it in the oven. I knew it took 40 minutes. I'd go upstairs. I'd get changed. I'd walk the dog for half an hour. I'd come back in. I'd take that out. I'd put it on the side. That was done. Mm. And and it took me 40 minutes from coming in the door from work to having my lunch done and the dog walked. Yeah. Now, if okay. I decided every day, like, oh, I will think about what I want to have tomorrow, yeah. it would probably take an hour before I did anything. <laughs> yeah. And then... That's an extra hour you've got to find from somewhere to go on the yep. dog walk. So then I'm not going to the gym because I've got to cook and I've got to do the dog and I've already been in an hour. But it's, it's, it's that it's what you've done though. Yeah, you've but you've taken almost that cognitive load out. And yeah, that, that's something the teacher have is my, my brain's full from school constantly. Yeah. And and what you've done there, and I think my healthiest I've ever been was when I was more organized with my morning and lunches. That that's that is as a teacher for me what goes out of the window because yeah. sometimes I think in the morning, oh well, I didn't get time last night because I was just stressed. I didn't have my my plan in place. So in the morning, I can either stay in bed for another fifteen minutes or I can prep some food. Oh, you know what? I'll stay in bed and then I'll go to school. I'll just nip to the shop at lunchtime and grab something. Always on an impulse when I'm hungry, so it's never good. <laughs> my my best ever period of health in school was when every morning I woke up and I just put uh, an egg on, took five minutes, I had egg on toast every morning. And every lunchtime, like you said, I had chicken and veg. And that was because I I made that choice that that's it. I don't need to worry about it in the future now. And I put it into a routine. And then dinners, we sorted that out as we went. That that was something that we could liaise with and then discuss. But what you're saying there, I think is really powerful. The, The only problem is when I fell off it and like what Hayden was saying, it's getting back on that train. And I think yeah. you're, you're, what you seem to do really well for people is that accountability almost. Yeah, and it's, accountability is massive. And I think staying on it is just having that little 10 minutes. And it's making it all super, super simple. Like literally knowing that someone's there to check, I think is massive. But two other big ones are taking them 10 minutes to go. So like, I think you can, if you kind of fall an offer on the Wednesday, but it's near enough made, you can kind of suck it up till Friday and just have that. I'd find it very hard to go into the next week with it, and that's when you probably properly fall off. But if you're just taking two minutes at the weekend and going, okay, like, I don't really want egg on toast anymore for breakfast. Mm. What would I have, which is similar calories and, you know, oh, okay, I could have that. That's pretty same. And I would say the minute, like, we live in an age where it's perfect as well, because, like, that chat GPT, you can literally put into that. Like, you know, you can say, I have an egg on toast. It works out to 250 calories and 10 grams of protein. I don't really want to eat that anymore. Can you give me 10 other ideas with calorie Mm. breakdowns, which are as simple to make, which are the same, put it in, and then you go, oh, I quite like that. Do you yeah, know little things? Yeah, 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 yeah. AI is kind of come in handy for that sort of yeah. thing. I've got a question for you. It's age-old question. It's probably a bit um, cliche, but I'm going to ask anyway. <laughs> what's what's more important, diet or exercise? And that's an open question, so you can... I think I think it depends on what you want to do, if that makes sense. That would be the mm-hmm. big one. I think if someone wants to lose weight, yep. you, do no, you do not need to do any exercise. You can do it by just tracking your calories I like and this. if you want to lose weight <laughs> that's the simplest way but yeah to me i think where they're both really important where exercise kind of takes more of that is is where you want to be later in life so i'd say if you're just looking to lose some weight focus on your calories 
drops off. Perfect. But as you get older, like, and, th- and that's what I've noticed a lot when I'm kind of looking, like, especially like my granddad, as he got older into his 90s and stuff like that. It's like, I want to be able to get up by myself mm-hmm. for my entire life. I want to yeah. be, I don't want anyone else in control of my life from that sense. So mm-hmm. to me, like, lifting weights is incredibly important. Because if you're lifting weights, you're growing and keeping that muscle. And when you get to 30, I think we lose 1% of our muscle every year, which doesn't sound too much. Mm. But when you get to 90, mm. that's a hell of a lot of your muscles gone. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. if you're building it and, and keeping it there, you're just you're just so is that that one percent if you don't do anything is that the idea yeah like if you, you don't if you, do anything you yeah just, do just just natural kind of you you're just walking if you're doing resistance training you build it it's keeping it and then yeah. that just keeps your yeah. muscle for later on and and, and yeah. to me that's where i think it is like losing weight it's all about food yeah and exercise doesn't matter like i go to the gym lift weights for about an hour i reckon i would be lucky lucky if I burn 200 calories in that session. Yeah, yeah. You're not doing it to lose weight. Yeah, you're not doing it to lose weight. Exercise is like an investment, basically. That's like yeah. an investment into your future health and diet is like that. Not instant fix, but like more short term. Get your body looking how you kind of want it to look in terms of like fat control, that sort of stuff. Oh, 100%. Do, do and you- I think I was going to say the interesting thing is though as well with it is even though nutrition is like short term with it, obviously the more muscle you have, the more calories you burn. So like mm-hmm. later on, if you keep doing it, would, so yeah. I think a perfect example is 10 years ago when I started training, I think my calories that I burned worked out at like, if I wanted to be in a calorie deficit, it was about 16, 1700 calories. Where I've had like a 10 years now of training, building muscle, getting bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, if I go into a calorie deficit, I look at about two thousand seven hundred calories. Wow! You know, because because you got I've got more muscle, so it's yeah. burning yeah. more. I'm yeah. more active because I do more steps and stuff like mm. that, and it, it's that kind of thing. So, as I say, want to lose weight? Diet, longevity, exercise. Yeah. Do you ever, when you're working with your clients, do you ever advise them to maybe not do it all at once, like? For, yeah, like if they don't really enjoy the gym. Maybe it's like, okay. Let's just you know, let's just get your diet under control for a couple of months first, so you feel good about yourself for a bit, and then it, then you might feel like, oh, maybe I should go to the gym because now you know I, I'm looking better. I do want to tone it up a bit now. Or do you kind of go in with the whole like, let's get let's get both going straight away. Let's get a routine. No, I, I think it's don't get me wrong. I I think it's important to be active, yeah. but yeah. active can be going for a walk, and that's yeah. like the minimum I always want people to do. Yeah, go on a couple of walks a week. Because I think it's brilliant for your mental health as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the big thing is like, I think you've got to meet everyone where they are. And I think that's the big thing. And I think it's a lot like the kids in the classroom. Like, you know, it's <laughs> it's teaching everyone the same theory, but then actually looking and going, okay, where do we need here? What do we need there? You know, you don't put like, you, you want it kind of like how the, you know, differentiation works where, You've got the ones at the bottom. You've got the ones who are a bit mm. higher up. But you could, as long as they can still get there, yeah, it's yeah. fine. But that, that makes you sense. wouldn't put them on the top. You wouldn't say, right, <laughs> everyone skip to yeah. the, the top ones and then be like, why are you crying? What do you mean? You can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I need all the support sheets and I need the <laughs> help as well. I might even need to do a little intervention group with you after. That's where I'm at. So like, it makes sense to me. You're, you're speaking, speaking um. sense. Martin, I've I've got a question because it's kind of it's it's linked now, but I suppose I just wanted to pick your brain a bit. Now we've had a bit of a chat about, you know, the health side of it, a bit more about obviously the the business side, and you know, you you stepped into being a personal trainer from in the classroom. We we've stepped away from full time teaching now, but we we still stay in education. We do a bit of tutoring, but we kind of both both of us here, I suppose, are in that business world as well. And what's really interested me, and it's something we're trying to do as well, is your content you put out on your Instagram. Um, it's really engaging. You know, the reels you put out, it's, um, it, it catches my attention always. That's... And it's, it's always got a really clear point. And I'm just, just wondering, basically, you know, what, what inspired that? You know, what, what, what kind of response are you getting from putting those things out there? 
Yeah, I, I get a good response, to be fair. I have a few conversations with people from it. But yeah. I think it's all about learning and stuff like that. And I think yeah. it's that trial and error for me, especially when it comes to content. Yeah. Um, I remember going to a like fitness event and they had, I don't know whether you've ever heard him, Sean Casey there. Uh, that rings a bell, but he's I'm not sure. Irish. He's like 22 and it's absolutely sickening. Like yeah. he's, he's like, he's got like, having gone all his socials. Yeah. He's got like 5 million, like spread wow. across them. Like he do, he just, he, he just puts videos up and yeah. he just understands it. Yeah. And I went to one of his about two years ago. Like yeah. I was there, I, I, I hadn't heard them before of it, but I saw him and I was like, oh. And someone went, how do you do all that in one go? Mm-hmm. And he was like, what do you mean? He was like, like I put the camera on and it's blank. And he was like, well, yeah, it would be for me as well, but I sit down and I write a script and I do it line by line and and I, I, and I make sure that it's right. And mm-hmm. the minute he said it, I was like, Oh, like, like, <laughs> and, then, and then I watched a load of other people's videos, like James Smith and yeah. a couple of others. And I was like, all oh, these videos are cut up. Like, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. because you're just listening. And that's the same with mine now. And I think it's just, to me, it's a lot like everything in life. You've just got to, you've got to put effort in. Yeah. And as yeah. long as you put effort in, that's all you can do with it. And it's, it's about, thinking about it and, and to me the ideas come pretty quick because yeah. I just think about what I needed 10 exactly. years ago as a teacher yeah. and I think about all the stuff I didn't know 10 years ago mm. and know that there's so many people who don't know that still because it's just not out there teaching is one of those jobs where yeah. I th- you 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 really have to have done it <laughs> to get yeah. it I think and when someone ventures out of teaching into another thing that could benefit teachers, I think that's so valuable compared to perhaps, I don't know, you know, I'm not saying they can't do it, but let's say another PT who has no idea anything about teachers, but just says, oh, I'm going to try and get teachers are going to be my market now. I just think you, you, you've got to know what was going on in that world to really get it. 100%. I think you've got to know. And it's just, I always think the perfect way I describe teaching now is you are self-employed with a boss. <laughs> like you get you get all the stress of being self-employed, but you get none of the perks. Yeah. Like yeah. you're still on a set structure. You don't get to pick when and when you don't work. You've got someone breathing over you, but you also have all the stress of like everything is on you. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be done by you. And there's some weird culture in schools as well, where if you don't make it yourself, then you are a failure. Like, could you could you imagine that with a chef? Could you imagine? Could you imagine with a chef when they're like, "Oh, um, how did you how did you bake that cake? Oh, well, I used them eggs. Where'd you, where'd you get the eggs from? Have you got your own chickens? No, no, bought <laughs> them from the shop. Oh." Not as good then, are you? No. And flour? Do you, do you pound it all down yourself? Do you... No, no, I just bought. Oh, that's another point off. Wow. You know, like, could you imagine, like, the thing, like, don't use Twinkle unless you cut all the things off. I, I, know, I know teachers who have to take Twinkle. They're allowed to use Twinkle presentations as long as they make their own PowerPoint and just copy all the stuff over. Just snip it <laughs> like, in, yeah. Like, God. teachers have got so much to do, and that's probably about a half an hour job. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Over the years, have you, like, since doing PTing, have you, you know, are there any stories or scenarios of, that have stuck with you where you've spoke to teachers and you've heard about their insane situation? <laughs> like, can you think of anything? Do you know what? I will be honest. <sighs> And I think this is another reason why afterwards kind of I lean more on teaching. And it also probably fast-tracked me to being after my own health was the first school I ever went into. And oh, I yeah. still I still don't think I've had a story that I like top it because the head there was, I will say, without a shadow of a doubt, the worst head that's ever 
being a school. And the worst thing about it is they offered him, he did like, they offered him to like run other schools because oh. they decided he was so successful. But yeah. I was an NQT. I went in and it was more on me, but I was like just happy to get a job and wasn't really thinking about it. It was a one form entry school where all of the teachers left in his first year. <laughs> he had to get a brand new staff. That's such a classic yeah. purge, isn't it? <laughs> but, and I always remember there was a bit, there was like an induction day where you went in for a day and kind of you did it. And I was the last teacher to be hired. So um, all the others must have left and one was staying and then they were like, I've had enough as well. I'm going. <laughs> but he was really kind of like, Oh, you know, you know, some of them have gone on to leadership. Some just want a different career. Um, you know, some are just going on to new ventures. I was like, oh, it's weird, but yeah, okay. <laughs> like I'd I'd been in all good schools up until then, so I was like, oh, that's strange. Yeah. Well, everyone had their induction together just with him, and then I was later on, so I had mine, and all the teachers were in the school, and I was like, I said, oh, can I go into the classroom for like? Half an hour, like, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Went in. And on the break, another teacher come in. They were both, like, about 50, 60. And this teacher comes in. And he goes, oh, who's this? And she was like, oh, this is Martin. He's going to be taking over. He's one of the teachers taking over from us all. And he goes, oh, it's not right. It's not right. We've got to tell him. And she goes, no. Like, I've just been speaking to Martin. It's his first job. Like, <laughs> Let him make his own decisions up. And he goes, no, it's not right. Like, we got to tell him. we got to tell him. And she was like, don't. And he goes, fine. And he walks out the door. And I went, what's that about? And she was like, oh, don't worry about it. That's what I'm not telling you. No. But he was so, basically going to tell you, don't work here. Yeah, he was going to go, don't, don't go. Yeah. Um, I was working on, I just, I hadn't got a job. I got it like the last week before you, because like schools was, yeah. Before school's finished. So I'd signed up with a supply agency. The supply agency I'd, I'd set up, then around them was like, oh, I've got a job. Uh, where is it? He was like, oh, great, congratulations. And then he rang me later on to be like, don't go there. Wow. <laughs> he was like, I couldn't say on the work line, but don't go there. And I was like, that's a bit weird, but I'll ignore that. I missed yeah. like every warning sign, went in. Yeah. I lasted three weeks and was just like, nah, I'm not, I can't do any more of this. Really? What was it? What was it? That just Was it just everything? Or was he was, he was, uh, I think he taught for two years before coming ahead and he just oh. didn't understand any of it. The two biggest ones for me were well, three, really. Oh, no, four. Yeah, <laughs> there three weeks in the four things. First one was he wanted a history six-week midterm plan. And I did it, sent it over, kept saying, can I have more detail? Can I have more detail? Can I have more detail? It was 42 pages long by the end. And again, it was the first proper mid, mid medium term plan I'd done. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, oh, this must just be what they are. And I didn't yeah. know how bonkers that was till I was doing supply somewhere. And they said, oh, we're looking for a teacher to do long-term supply. Um, have you got any examples of any planning you've done? And it's, oh yeah, I've actually got one here. Um, I mean, I'll print it off. And I'm printing it off. There's no paper and, left. And it got to like 12 pages in. And this deputy just went, how long's this midterm plan? And I went, uh, 42 pages. And he went, why have you done 42 pages? <laughs> yeah. But he was like, oh, I guess this'll do. Like, like he was like, he wanted okay. it like, he wanted all your plans in. And he literally wanted like minute by minute breakdowns of the lessons. Yeah. And then they, all your plans had to be up on the wall. So it had to be up on the wall with your timetable. And oh. he would randomly walk in your room and he would like make a point of like looking at where you were on the timetable and be like, oh, maths. And then he would get the plan out. He would go to like week three, then he would get his watch out 
and he would look what time it is and he would look at the plan. No. And then he'd be like, hey, excuse me, Mr. Malone. And you go, yeah, you okay? You go, the children should be on. It says here um, at 10.20, children will be on activities. It's oh 10.21 and you're still on the carpet. Do you mind Let me know why? And you go, oh, because, like, they haven't quite got it. So, you go, yeah. okay, after this, can you come and see me in my office, please? And then he'd be Can like, you the kids? yeah. <laughs> so I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, and then the, and then I had an, I had a lesson observation and I think we lasted. They come in, they sat down, they were in for like, good morning, children. This is what we're going to do. Literally the input, which he'd already ticked off as like, that was fine. Like, that week in the massive amount of plans we'd done. He's like, oh, okay. Um, they went out. And I was like, oh, that's a weird lesson observation. <laughs> and then the deputy come back and said to the TA, oh, excuse me, miss, can you take over the lesson for a minute? We just want to speak to Mr. Malone. And then I went in and we no. had a half an hour, like, chat about my two-minute lesson. Like, <laughs> Oh my goodness. And then the last one he did oh was, and this is again all in three weeks. That's the last bad. one he did was he he wanted to start a war with the TAs. So he he used to say in the staff meetings, like just letting you all know, lots of you are NQTs. Um, your starting salary is like 22 grand. Just to let you know, some of the TAs, because they've been here so long. Um, are on 25 grand and I always think that's wrong that TAs get more than teachers and and we really need to be like one against them and really like <laughs> let them know that teachers are better and I was like okay this is weird yeah but then your governors you had to have the teaching one which was his deputy and then he wanted his secretary, who was like his best mate, yeah, of course. to be the other one. But they all have to vote. <laughs> and they said, we cannot let her be it. We have to have one of us on that governor's. So they yeah. all, like, there was eight of them. They all banded together and went, right, if we do this, we all have to do it. Because if it's just a few of us, he will just go after them. So yeah. they all did it as one. They put this one up and he said, um, such and such one, but I've been having a think. And some of you handed me the votes for other people. Like you handed me free at once in the sealed envelopes. How do I know they weren't tampered with? So what I would like is each one of you to come to me during the day and Make it tell personal. me face to face who you want to be your representative on the governors. Oh, and so they so, did it again. Power move, isn't it? Yeah. So they did it again and they kept it and then they stood up to him that way and they got their one on. But like when I left, I was like, oh my God. And then when I started in like my next school where I ended up there for like nine, eight, nine years because yeah. it was just a nice, really relaxed and really good. The more I was there, I was like, that was bonkers. Like yeah. that was, that was, was just wonderful. a man. And I think out of seven teachers that he hired in my year, four, including me, four went that year. And yeah. the other three, I think, went like six months into the next year. That's a red flag. <laughs> a red flag. Teacher turnover is always, to me, the number one thing now. Yeah. Now I'm more experienced. I'm like, okay, if teachers are happy in the school, it's. I think it takes a lot for a teacher to jump ship after a year. I yeah, think, you know, a, a teachers are the kind of people who, if it's not quite right, they'll they will stick it out. They'll tend to do that, and, mm. and for the kids and stuff like that. If if it's not happening and there's a turnover, I think it's a big red flag. And the one thing I take from that story is obviously everything's awful, but it's the way it seemed to me like he kind of took advantage of you being an ECT. And and yeah, I see that a lot. That that inexperience of ECTs now who get hired and are just hired in on mass by by heads like this, where the turnover is huge. They can save money on a cheaper ECT. They can try and mold them and overwork them and make them think, oh, 
oh, this, yeah, 60 hour week, that's just what teachers do, yeah. isn't it? And oh. it just doesn't have to be that way. In fact, even the, I remember like the year, I don't know whether ECT, I presume they do as well, but like doing the NQT, you have to have like a folder, didn't you? Yeah. And you mm-hmm. have to go through it. And I got a verbal warning, which would be a written warning if it, it wasn't in by the next morning because the deputy come and said, Martin, I need your folder right now. And I said, oh, I don't have it. It's, it's, it's at home. And she said, during school hours, your folder must be on you at all times and take <laughs> this as a verbal warning that you don't have it. And I was like, and, and it always makes me laugh because in the next school, <laughs> I said, I said to the, I said to the head of my mentor, I said, because he said, oh, I started supply and then got a full-time one. When I started the full-time one, then they were like, okay, we'll do your, we'll do your thing with you. And um, I went, I was about three weeks in and we were meant to have a meeting and I went, oh, I forgot my folder. And they went, oh, don't worry, you don't need to do that. <laughs> I went, what do you mean? I went, are you fine? Like, like we'll just, we'll just what? sign that you've had, yeah. you've got one. Never we'll did just one. put it down as a verbal warning. Never, never, never <laughs> did one. Just, just went, that's fine. He said, I, he said, the folder is just at the end. They will yeah. say, is this folder good enough? And we'll just say yes. That's one of the <laughs> things that we, we talk about on this podcast quite a lot, about the inconsistency of this job. And, it, yeah. and it's just being completely potluck what your job actually entails, depending on where you oh, go, because there is, it's just so subjective everywhere. You have the national curriculum, and then it's like, off you go schools, do, do it how you want. And it, you know, mm. you could just work somewhere that's horrendous, like you said, or you could work somewhere mm. really great where they manage your workload. Mm. Um, but anyway, going full circle, uh, obviously, you know, that was a really, really good chat about, um, about you know, your, your role now outside of school. I'd like to summarize, if that's all right with you, a kind of a set of tips, I guess, easy tips, that I think you could give our, our listeners to take away from this podcast. If they're thinking about sorting themselves out like I am, maybe it's just a bit of diet, maybe losing a bit of weight, maybe they want to get more fit, invest in their future, like you've sort of convinced me to do actually <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> what would you do? What, what, what would you say your easy tips are to follow to get started today with this journey? Yeah, I think to get started today, I think the, the first big one for teachers is planning. And I would say for teachers, it should be the easiest thing in the world. Like, it's literally half the job anyway. Just not 42 pages? Yeah, not 42 <laughs> pages. Literally <laughs> just sit down, just think about the food that you want to eat. And then think when you're thinking about that food, like, do you enjoy it? Mm-hmm. I think too many people get caught up in, is it healthy? When you're thinking about, do I enjoy it? I think that's massive. Like, you were talking about the like grabbing a Tesco meal deal and stuff like that earlier. Like you can get a Tesco meal deal. The average one's like seven, eight hundred calories when you're adding in, you know, like the snack and stuff like that. Seven hundred calories would be like two hundred grams of chicken, four hundred grams of potato, like with like sauce or gravy on top with veg. Like it would be a massive meal that you'd enjoy and always want to eat. And it's, yep. it's just taking that little bit of thought process there. Then mm. I'd say when it comes to it, just make sure you do something. So going for a walk can be massive. Making sure that you're just getting that fresh air. Like find, like listen to a podcast like this, listen to something that really kind of gets you going. And then the last one, which is a killer for most teachers, is sleep and water. Like, start with those basics of just having a cut-off point, saying, I'm going to bed now, and drinking actual water. So so many teachers I know who, from eight till three, just will not drink anything because mm. then they'll need the toilet. Where I used to, I always had a TA, so I was lucky, but the year I didn't have a TA, I just kept sending for the head. I kept sending for them, and within two weeks there was a there was like a policy of what to do when you needed the toilet when you were by yourself. Yeah, he was like, right, okay, we need this because I was like, oh no, I'm I'm, I'm going to still drink my my liter and a half of water in school. Yeah, yeah, and if it's little things like that, like yeah. mm. the more you're standing up for yourself, the more you're focusing on you, I think the better. And it's just the start keeping it very very simple. Brilliant. Martin, 
mate, this has been a really good chat. We really appreciate your time. Oh, it's really helpful. And we're going to try and take some of these tips right now. So we really appreciate it, mate. Oh, no, I've really enjoyed it. I think the more people chat about this stuff, the better, because it's it's just, it's behind all smoke and mirrors. Yeah. And that's the trouble with it. And I think the more people just focus on just improving a little bit each time, building it up, the better it gets. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. What we'll do is we'll put your uh, Instagram handle and all your socials oh, in perfect. the description. So, guys, if you're listening to this, you're thinking, oh, this is interesting, and you want some really cool, clear tips, Instagram is the place to go. Teachers PT, is that right? Yeah, the Teachers PT, yeah. Brilliant. Amazing. We'll link it down below. Martin, thanks again, mate. Brilliant. Oh, no, thanks Cheers. for having me.